Welcome to The Shiv Show, where we are all about people getting to know people. We are here to humanize the individual behind their brand and share their story with the world, with, of course, a few laughs in the mix. Now, it's time for your host, Australia's most Canadian podcaster, and just like the knife, Shivran. Alrighty, welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of The Shiv Show. Now, today we're going to hear from an awesome guy I had the pleasure of meeting a few months ago. He's the founder of his company, Inspired, and to be honest... He is a huge inspiration himself, and I don't know where he finds the time to do everything that he does, but uh, hopefully we will unlock that today. So Rashan Senanayaka, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, mate. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Rashan, listen, let's just uh, jump off by telling everybody a little bit about what you do and about who you are. Yeah, cool. Um, so I was... I was born in Sri Lanka, even though I moved to um, Australia fairly young. Uh, I think I was about 10. Um, and then my background was in um, architecture, where I studied and completed my master's and things like that. Um, and then practiced a couple of years, but um, the calling wasn't really right. So that's when I kind of um, went into uh, business side of things. And um, I founded and the uh, failed two companies in mm-hmm. 2013 to 2015, and uh, I guess those two failed companies then evolved into two uh, better versions of themselves, and um, currently operating with um, two different companies under the Inspired banner. Um, so yeah, I guess nice. that's a very quick summary. <laughs> Dude, very nice. So just quickly, so what actually drew you to business? Because you, you're in architecture and you've you left. You decided that wasn't really your passion. So what did you? What did you like about business that, that drew you to it? Well, um, I think the primary reason was the fact that uh, the architectural industri- industry, is, it's, it's quite volatile. So um, leading up to getting engaged and, you know, building, a, looking at a future in 10, 20, you know, 30 years time, mm-hmm. it was very um, difficult to hold on to a job. And when you were especially dependent on someone else. Because architecture, honestly, unless you're a director, you could on you could have a you could be working on five different projects today, and then um, you know come back to work on Monday, and then basically be redundant. So, which is which is pretty uh, wow. scary when you think about it. So, I I didn't like having that um, you know big part of my life in another person's hand, which is mm-hmm. which kind of drove me to doing my own thing. And the, the, the funny thing is, is there's a correlation between those two because there's less security with architecture, but there's even less security with doing your own business, right? So, That's true, sure, yeah. yeah right? I mean, like you jumped from one, one extreme to the other. So, you know, you, you've, the two companies that failed. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, and so- and, and what, I, what I particularly want to know is your thought process because, again, yeah. you jumped from a secure job and you left it to have more security, but... But these two companies failed. So just maybe your thought process through um, throughout those. Yeah. Well, um, the secure. Uh, the, sorry. This in terms of getting the security, I looked at. Um, you know, obviously the financial pressure is something that's going to weigh on anyone. So the way I tackled that was, um, I, I started lecturing at um, at QUT in design because that was extremely good pay, but it didn't involve a lot of my time. So um, what I th- thought to myself was if I can, you know, supplement my finances through that and then, you know, dedicate most of my time into um, more ideas down the track, then 
I'm pursuing whatever I need to do and I can take control at whatever point. But mm-hmm. uh, but the failed businesses, the first company was an events management. So uh, we did things like um, like business balls and uh, uni balls and even club openings and things like that. Um, and nice. And it, it was quite lucrative because at the end of the day, like, you know, when, when even though it's a saturated market, they were, they, it's very easy to uh, make five to ten grand in one night, for example, mm-hmm. with a successful event. Um, but the reason we actually, I consider it a failure, but um, the reason we actually closed it wasn't because it wasn't, uh, we weren't making, um, we didn't have revenue or any any issue that a normal business person would actually shut down a company for. Mm-hmm. It was because that my wife and I, we actually, we don't drink. So mm-hmm. um, it just, it didn't align with our morals. And at the end of the day, we were making money based on selling tickets to, you know, alcoholic events and things like that. Um, and and so when we looked at that model and we tried to then test out different versions and you know do events that didn't involve alcohol and those were honestly one of the biggest failures in my life because no one wants to come to events without any alcohol. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I probably I probably wouldn't show up either, man. <laughs> exactly. So so that that way uh, we we tried doing things like talent unveilings and creative shows and things like that, but it's mm-hmm. very difficult to then actually make a profit and and uh, and move forward as a business. So. That's why that one then became the design company. Yep. Um, so elements of it moved on, and um, and some of them, some of the things we uh, we left behind. But the other one was a networking company, and that one was honestly a. It was it was an idea in my head. It it was testing a business model that honestly never existed. It was um, to help students transition from uni to industry, but we never. I never. I saw a problem, but I never knew exactly how we could do it. So we started to do things like, you know, um, um, facilitating networking events and um, connecting industry with with uh, students and things like that. But again, it just became a booze fest, and nothing really happens, and and there's no there's no financial model behind it. So in the end, that's what became my education consulting company currently, where we actually. Uh, schools and universities are our clients rather than um, individuals, and and um, so that's why the concept of networking had to be left behind. So I guess even though they're called "quote unquote" failures, they're more like I'd say um, they've evolved into stepping stone. Exactly, and and that's what I usually say is you know nothing's really a fail. You learn from everything, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. So 100%. you've you've obviously learned from these businesses, and and I really like the the fact that you. You're profitable. You're making money, but you yep. shut the company down because you didn't, you know, because of morals, right? That is, that's awesome, and that kind of shows the type of person that you are because you're not agreeing with the end result. Um, yep. Whereas, you know, a lot of people would follow the money, and and to be honest, maybe even I would be sucked into that, right? Um, yep. So that's awesome, man. It really shows the type of person you are. Now, in, in in about 15 seconds, can you can you explain the type of person that you are? Because I think it's it's important <laughs> to maybe know. <laughs> it maybe know this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd say if if I only had fifty seconds, probably I'm very blunt. Like I, I say what's in my mind. So yeah. whether the person likes it or not, um, I I don't really you know take that into account. I just say whatever I want. So I guess some people call it blunt. Some people call it honest. So I guess that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's why we get along well, man. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, 
you know, I read this quote and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember it, but it was something along the lines of um, there, there are two types of friends, you know, mm -hmm. an honest friend yep. and a dishonest friend. And and the thing is, is the, the dishonest friends are probably some of your best friends, right? Or like some of my best friends, just yeah. the closest to you. But the honest friends are the people that just say what's on their mind and say what you actually need to hear exactly. instead of what you want to hear. And in the business world, you need to hear what you need to hear. Not necessarily want to hear all the time, right? Very true. So, so who do you have actually around you? Maybe some mentors that you you seek up advice from in real advice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my I think the closest, if I have to choose mentors, the uh, the closest ones would be uh, my my own parents and my own uh, like my wife's parents. Mm -hmm. um, really close with them, and even my brother and my wife. Like I'd say, they like the. They're almost like my advisory board when it comes to anything. Um, That's awesome. And yeah, I'd say they're the people. But um, but alongside those, I've obviously gone and um, seeked out mentors in like specific areas. So things like in sales or in business models and things like that. And I, I was lucky to be part of Jack Delos's, um uh, program, um, and I've been part of you know Aaron Sansoni's programs. So obviously, seeking different types of mentors as well, other than just your direct family, um, people that are specialized in those areas. So it's hard to. I don't really have one. Probably have a ten. You know, maybe at least about ten. Yep. Uh, in different aspects for different subjects and things like that. I, I have the same thing, man. I, I have ten mentors plus at any given time, and exactly. and what I look for are people that are different. Than me, um, yeah, the same. Yeah, not the not the same. Like just because you know, again, going back to the the real conversation, you need to hear what you need to hear. Um, exactly. And right, and yeah. sometimes people with different personalities see something that I don't see. Yeah. Um, so with my business ideas, I, I kind of take it to to ten plus people just to hear ten different opinions and put it all together. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome, man. Um, tell us about your childhood, dude. So you know, ten year old Rashawn, how was he like? <laughs> Um, he was probably lazy as hell. <laughs> Actually, like I um, honestly didn't want to do anything else other than you know come go come home from school and then watch cartoons. So, uh, but um, but I I still wanted to do well in like grades was always a thing in school and I always tried to do you know whatever I can to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like. In, uh, sadly, in Sri Lanka, they actually rank you every semester and it, based on your grades. So you, there's always a number one and there's always a number, you know, the person coming last. Mm -hmm. So I was always somewhere around like, I think the best I got was two and the worst was like 17. So I was always like, I think 10 to ten to two, somewhere in between every now and then. Yeah. So um, yeah, so grades was a big thing, but I, I, I don't really... Um, I wouldn't change much about that guy because the 10 year old me was still pretty um, happy with what he was doing and he was doing what he wanted, which is, I guess I haven't really changed much. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is one of the questions I like to ask entrepreneurs. Do you, do you think you were born with this or do you think you developed it? Like, did you always want to kind of be your own boss, even though you wanted to go into architecture? Yeah. Did you always want to be your own boss and call the shots? No, I don't think I was born with it at all. I mm -hmm. think it's a learned skill. And uh, and then it comes down to I think how strong a person's why is, mm -hmm. and and if it's strong enough, then it, it doesn't matter if you're you know um, single mother with two kids or if you're if you just inherited your father's million dollar company. Mm -hmm. If um, if the why is strong, then anyone can honestly be an entrepreneur. But 
Um, and that wine needs to be strong enough to sustain through the bad times and the difficult times and even the good times. So it's, um, yeah, I'd say it's definitely a learned skill. Yeah, I think so too. And, and, you know, if I look at myself, I think maybe I always kind of had it, but definitely wasn't born with it just because I was actually very shy when I was younger and, I, and completely different yeah. from how I am now. But um, yeah. no, I was shy. I was timid. I would, you know, hide behind people. I wouldn't speak to people. And now I speak for a living, right? So it's, it's just a little bit different. But um, actually, no, I, exactly on that. Sorry, yeah. now one of my. I think you even had a podcast with with him, uh, David Beamish, one of my really close friends. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. He yeah he um he was actually the shy kid. You know, when I first met him, he was the kind of guy who'd come in, sit down by himself or his um you know girlfriend at the time in the corner of, and just you know be quiet the whole party. Whereas now he's literally the life of a party in front of cameras and you know doing <laughs> he's, he's, he's on his way to hollywood yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah that's a prime example of like it's if you want it you can learn it. yeah exactly so so i you know I, i've told you this before and you know the i guess you're the business that you're doing especially in the education piece it's give yeah. you're giving back to the community and, and you know you strike me as a very extremely humble person now right. where where would where did this come from where does this humbleness come from? Do you what sort of feeling do you get when you give back? Oh well, honestly, it's it's I, it's hard to describe because it just makes your your life worth it. And one of the one of my um, idols is Will Smith, and and Will Smith's one of his things is if you're not if, if what you do isn't helping someone else, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. So even even with the design company, I where we we reframe things always with my team to help people. That we're helping startups or whether um, you know we're helping entrepreneurs get online or whatever or even if it's education we're helping universities or we're helping teachers teach better or we're helping students teach better and um, I think humbleness comes from um, some someone who knows themselves pretty well mm-hmm. um, and if, if you don't know your well self self well enough then um, that can be you know sometimes excluded as um, ego and you can develop an inflated ego based on delusion and things like that. So I think whenever a person is really comfortable in their own skin and they know how they operate and what they are and what they need and what they look for, mm-hmm. I think um, that person is then a very humble person, especially because then because they're comfortable within themselves, they don't look for external gratifications and other people's approvals and things like that. So, um, so they end up being very centered and, and humble. Like an example is like Roger Federer, you know, like he's humble and class and all because he knows what he does and how he does it and what he needs to do. It isn't, um, whereas if you compare it to, you know, the younger, some of the younger tennis players in today's game, they're more, they're more fiery. And just because maybe a heckler in the crowd says something, they'll react and get mad and break their racket and, you know. <laughs> So I think I think that's where it comes from, but I could I could be wrong. <laughs> do you do you think there's a correlation between confidence and humbleness? I think so. Like, doesn't um, just because a person's confident doesn't uh, make them a, make them not humble? Mm-hmm. And I think definitely a person can be confident. Confidence is I think primarily your own self belief on what lies in front of you. Um, so that doesn't I think impact a person's uh, ability to be humble mm-hmm. they can they can still be humble but 100% confident in what they have to do yep agreed man agreed 
Listen, I want to bring up the uh, Inspired and, and everything that you're doing. And I know we, we touched on it earlier, but maybe you can yeah. explain exactly what it is and, and the sort of companies that you, you have within it. Yeah, sure. So Inspired is um, simply the word brand because I, at, at the end of the day, it comes from that, you know, inspiring other people, the inspiration moving forward and things like that. So that's the brand. But, um, but the two branches are basically Inspired Education mm-hmm. and uh, that's where we, we go to uh, universities and schools and we actually teach teachers how to teach better. And, yeah. uh, and, and we fill the knowledge gaps where, uh, with students that they're in the education system that they don't receive from schools and universities. So an example is um, everyone tells them, you know, if you want to go get a job, go and network. But they don't actually show you how someone should network and what that actually means. So we actually train them in, and give them models in, in how in reading personalities and being able to um, converse with, let's say, an industry professional and develop a relationship um, in, in a very comfortable scenario, even if you are an introvert or an extrovert. So um, that's, that's just one example. Um, and with, with the other company, Inspired Design, that's where um, obviously you were part of it as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, we basically service startups. It's it's designed for business. Yep. And anything from entrepreneurs to startups to small businesses, we we do anything such as branding, hosting, emails, websites, app development, um, SEO, SEM, support, maintenance, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they um, it's a one stop shop for basically um, small businesses and entrepreneurs. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a one stop shop. Like even for me, there's. A- we have to talk because there's a lot of stuff I still need to do. So it's uh, it's, it's I mean, highly highly recommended for for any new business out there listening. Uh, just going back to the first one, I think yeah, it, it's it's almost life changing. Um, you know, you're you're kind of teaching people to to gain confidence. Yeah, um, you're you're teaching them to network, and that is that is amazing. And and I'm, I say that because what got me out of my shell was networking in university. Yep. And I almost wish I had people uh, teaching me how to do it. Uh, you kind of have to figure it out yourself. Um, exactly. But now, I mean, you must be you must be helping tons of students. Do you ever get messages from students? Uh, well, I, I've actually got a Facebook group where only my students are allowed in there. And, um, and I think about 200-odd students there. And um, they, they we, like every day there's something going on there. Like yesterday I was reviewing their resumes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I get, I get stu- messages from students asking me to, you know, they, um, they want to join the group, just, but just because they weren't in one of my classes, uh, they haven't, but they want to. Yep. So, uh, so it's, it's, it's very good. Like, and obviously when someone is asking for help or, you know, reaching out, I'm, like it, it, it um, definitely makes it worthwhile. And whenever you give back, it's I don't know it's, it's probably one of the best feelings being able to teach. It's, so it's, um, it's such great. a good such a good feeling. I I when I started this podcast I had a I you know just like everyone there's a little self doubt nervous didn't know how yeah. the, you know the world was going to take it and my first day of launching I remember I woke up the next morning and I got a message from uh, an old friend in Canada that I yeah. haven't spoken to in in ten twelve years mm. and her message was. You know, something along the lines of, listen, like, you know, just want to thank you so much for putting the podcast out. You made me yeah. realize this, this, and this. Um, and it, and it, anyway, it was, it was a message of how much I've, I've helped her. 
Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, I didn't even know I can actually do that, right? Because, you know, exactly. I, I didn't know. And I felt so good. And that day, my day one, I realized, I'm like, this can never, ever be a failure. I can never yeah. consider this a failure because I've yeah. helped one person. Exactly. Right? right. So, man, I, I could just imagine the, the messages you're getting from these from these students because I, I think you're changing lives, to be honest. 100%. Like, that's the thing. Like, when I was, you know, go, when we were in high school, like, my brother taught me maths. Like, maths was... You know, derivatives and things like that were not my friend, and it oh, took God. me ages and ages to figure those things out. <laughs> but he would—he has like thousand times more patience than I do, and he used to sit there and actually explain things. And then all of a sudden, there was this like click of yeah. like it, it just made sense. And the feeling that he gave me through teaching me and being patient was just obviously phenomenal because. All of a sudden, then I'm I'm having confidence, and it's you know like in whatever I need to get done, and it was his him imparting that knowledge on me that you know was that made it possible. So being able to replicate that with more and more people, it's it's just awesome. Man, that's awesome. You you've brought up your brother quite a few times, man. What what sort of bond do you guys have? I'm guessing you guys are very close. Yeah, definitely. He's um he's probably. Probably, I'd say my one of my best friends, and yeah, like apparently when when I was little, I I didn't smile with my parents at first. I smiled with him when I was a, <laughs> a newborn. So I think uh, we may have previous connections before this life. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. Hey, listen, you know, we 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 talked about um, gratitude a little while ago. I think when we when we spoke in in Brisbane, what yeah. does that word mean to you? Um, gratitude, I think it's it's one of the most important things because if even if you're let's say even um, what do you call one of the richest people in the world, if you're not if you don't have gratitude for what you already have and the people that's helped you and the people that's in your life, your experiences that you've had to date, whatever that might be, um, I think it it can mislead someone and they'll never be actually happy. Mm-hmm. So especially in defining whatever's successful to yourself. Uh, what success means to you, I think then uh, being gratitude, um, showing gratitude to the people and being gratitude to what you already have and achieved is is probably one of the biggest keys in achieving that happiness. And um, and yeah, it's um, I think that's that's probably what it means to me. So I always constantly try and show my gratitude to the people that help me in whatever way uh, and you know show me advice even my students I try and show gratitude to them because if they actually if they don't listen and if they actually follow through then it's their own fault but they they spend the time to sit in my class and actually listen regardless whether or not they take it on board is completely irrelevant yeah, yeah. it's um, it's it's still um, showing you know gratitude towards that people and sh- making them feel valued I love that man that's awesome now you you're you're a hustler, and I told you this before. Yeah. You know where where does this hustle come from? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good probably, probably you you know you have to pay for a wedding, so I'm I'm guessing that's a start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it's uh, weddings aren't cheap, but uh, <laughs> the hustle probably I think it comes down to um, what I mentioned before. I think how strong your why is. Yep, and um, it's I see this a lot where actually. Um, a lot of students, for example, they don't really understand their why or who they are properly, and they start a semester because thinking that we're gonna, he's gonna, he or she's gonna change the change their outlook and get perfect grades and stuff, and then they burn out after like the middle of the semester mm-hmm. because they don't understand and really believe in their why. 
Okay. So firstly, they don't push past the pain because they, again, don't have that why. And um, and they then don't have the mental capacity to have, you know, sustain a mindset that's positive to keep going. Mm-hmm. So I think the hustle for me is very similar to that. It just comes from whatever my why is and um, and why I'm doing things and the branches of that, who I'm helping and, and whatnot. So it's it's the hustle for me and my motivation isn't coming for me. It's it's coming for a bigger thing than just myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what you know allows me, even if I'm sick or if I'm um, tired or whatever, to go that extra hour or um, do that extra, um, make that extra event or test out that extra idea, whatever. Man, I love that. I love that. And and you know, you just you just talked about pushing through the pain. Yeah. So that has to do with willpower, right? And I think I think having a strong will is something that you need in business because it's it's. You get beat up a lot more times than you get a pat on the back, right? It's oh, um, and and you know there's 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 definitely a lot of challenges. So maybe take us through some of the challenges that you went through when starting Inspired. Yep, um, that is that's a long list actually. We're going to do <laughs> that that a whole day, but um, probably one of the biggest challenges would have to be not knowing. You know how how many little things are interconnected in business. So um, like, this is something that I really um, admire. Of, like obviously Richard Branson because he was in a very similar thing. He just he's not, he just went into things without having any knowledge about business. Mm-hmm. And and I was very a little similar. I'm not I'm not even you know tenth of what that man is. But it's um, he his mindset was the same. I think. Yeah. I had the same mentality where, you know, I was in architecture and knew nothing about business. I was, I was 100% going with common sense um, but and, and common sense and logic. So I think the biggest challenge was understanding what, um, what things are required for this business mechanism or a company to move forward and finding solutions and, you know, every day finding solutions and finding a way around it and things like that. So it's, it's a... It's hard to just pinpoint one. I'd say it's just, yeah, that would be the biggest thing. Just trying to understand what, how many things there are. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's so many, and you know, I love, I love the fact that you you brought up Richard Branson because he's one of my idols, man. I just, I'm reading his book right now, Like a Virgin. Yep. And yep. I'm obsessed with his leadership. Um, and I think he's he's probably one of the best leaders we've we've had in this sort of generation, and. Um, you know, I, I one of the stories actually that, that spits out to me is is just the fact that he he wants every single leader in his company to have the same mindset as him. Like, be free, yeah. have fun. Having yeah. fun is the the most important piece of the business. And you know, you're obviously a great leader to the people that you work with. So, yeah. talk me through some of your leadership styles and, and I guess what you look for in in leaders for you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Actually, Richard Branson's "Losing My Virginity" was the f- very first book my past, uh, my very first director came and gave to me. He basically mm-hmm. encouraged me to quit architecture and go and pursue my own ideas because he's he said to me, "Going, you know, you'll have more fun and you'll you'll uh, do better if you do it." Mm-hmm. And um, so I was a bit confused at the time because even I wasn't sure I was supposed to do it. So, <laughs> uh, but that's the first book. But for myself, I think um, like I have, we have. In both my companies, I have a very strict policy where we don't do nine to five. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, the uh, what I tell all my employees is if you, um, I don't care where, how, or when you work, 
Um, as long as the work's done to quality on time, yep. I don't care whether you work at three in the morning or seven in the morning or midnight. I don't. It doesn't matter. And um, and I don't care if it's a Sunday or a Thursday. It doesn't matter. So it gives uh, the flexibility for my team members to do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. one of the examples is my uh, senior developer. He's probably managing about four people in India, but he's he's um, sometimes he's posting on Facebook saying, you know, my office for the day, and he's out with his kids on a you know Tuesday morning with um, at, at a cafe or something. Um, mm-hmm. He's not doing any work. He's just spending time with his kids. But then he'll come home, and when the kids are asleep, he's then um, doing the work that to meet deadlines or whatever. Yeah. So having that trust, uh, I always like to give that trust and um, flexibility because then if a person's happy and they don't feel like they're you know bound by shackles or anything like that, then they're more likely to do better work and they're more likely to be happier. Exactly, and and I think trust is the the most important ingredient in a business, especially with having employees anyway. Exactly right. Yeah. Or even trust with your customers and your partners, right? So, man, yeah. that's that's really cool. Hey, so what would you say some of your passions are? Obviously, I would say you know you're very passionate about educating, um, you know, the younger generation. What are some of your yeah. other passions, whether they are um, business related or or not? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm the reason I lecture and teach at QUT is because I it, I just like it because teaching is really fun. Um, and spending time with students and even the teaching team there now is really, really fun. And we, um, so that's one of my passions. I, regardless of even if the businesses completely fail or if they go really well that they don't even need me anymore, um, I'd still, I think, keep teaching at uh, QUT just because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing is um, I think I love cricket. So uh, um, cricket is one of the biggest passions, I think, and um, this year, like even yesterday, the whole day, we were um, catching up with the um, team, and we went out for like a, we went for a swim and a barbecue and things like that. So, and I'm captaining. I captained last year, and I have to captain this year. Yep. So, um, yeah, like obviously, I think sport, uh, cricket, and and my businesses and spending time with the misses and things like that. I think they're my uh, passions. I would say. That's that's awesome, and you seem like you know a huge family man. A little bit, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, I man. I can answer that better than I can. <laughs> Sorry, I guess my wife would be able to answer that better than I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, man. So, so in terms of success, would you say you are successful now? And and uh, you know, what what does success mean to you? Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's a very good question. I think, and <clears throat> I, obviously, it's different for every person. And for me, I'd say. My success is basically defined on uh, being able to do what I want on my own terms, whatever mm-hmm. that might be, whether it's in you know professional or private lives or whatever. And obviously, with that comes finances and things like that as well. So I'd say at the moment, um, I, I don't have the ability to go and buy a jet if I want to. Yeah. So I, I don't think um, the, the financial level is at that scale, but mm-hmm. um, being able to do what I want, having flexibility... I think yeah, I would I would probably say I've I've met that and you know taking um, steps towards you know making that better and scaling that. So I'd say I've I've met my own definition of success. <laughs> yeah, good man, good. And I you know outside looking in, I think you have as well. Just knowing you over the past few months, um, it's it's awesome, man. How do you how do you stay so positive? Again, you know we talked about willpower earlier, but there 
there are definitely a lot of challenges in business. How do you wake up every morning and say, like, I'm going to crush this day? Yeah, um, so I actually, it's it's something that, again, I think I 100% believe it's a learned skill set. And um, so what I do is before I pretty much go to bed at night or um, in between breaks or something like that, I have I have a massive list of videos and podcasts and um, inspirational um, leaders and things like that that I follow and listen to. Mm-hmm. So whatever for me, constantly listening to those things, whether it's at the gym or whatever, it, it reframes your brain. Um, so what I've done is over the probably the last two or three years is basically uh, molded my mindset. It's almost like brainwashing your mindset to be uh, to think always positive and to think pushing through walls or you know um, going that extra extra step. Mm-hmm. It's um, that that's I guess the way it is because now instantly when there's an issue I don't really fall into the thing of oh my god like why is this happening to me or you know this is horrible. It's always just like I can do that to fix it or I can do this to get around it. I can do this better or. Um, I can move move that out of the way and then do this. Like it's it's whatever like that. It's always to um, go to that next step of, of past a yeah. negative or an issue or a challenge. Okay, good. And you and you and you look at you, you know you make this list every day. Yeah, more or less. Like I, it's it's not um, it's not a religious thing at the moment. So like I used to do it um, to get into a habit. I yep. did it every day. I think it was like three four times a day mm-hmm. and did that for like probably three to six months and now it's sometimes obviously there's things at home that I have to do with the missus so I might um might miss a day or two but it's um it's still it's still happening probably at least five six seven times a week mm-hmm. um and and definitely the same mind frame is still there I'm just I'm just adding to it every now and then would you would you say you're a morning person <laughs> I probably, I'm, I'm probably going to say no to that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I, I've been told by my missus that um, I'm very grumpy in the morning. So. <laughs> no way. I'd probably say no, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a huge, I'm an all-day person, I tell everyone. Oh, yeah? Whenever I get that question, I'm like, I'm a morning and night, I'm an all-day person. Yeah. I'm just I always that's, pumped. That's a great thing. So I need to refrain myself for that. I just haven't got around to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, a couple more questions because I want to let you go. Now, we talked about your favorite book. Are there any other books that come to mind that you'd uh, you'd recommend? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, like I've got a massive library at home that obviously is in, is growing from this. So, the Losing My Virginity was the first book and one of my favorites. But I think um, one another one that um, changed my thinking when it comes to business was the Four Hour Workweek by by Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, yes. That book, it made me literally sit down the next day and redesign both companies with uh, with a different business model. So it was it was really um, life changing, I'd say. Wow. Um, but if someone who's getting into these things or um, someone who's you know keen to start reading and build a library, I'd say Start with the Why is probably one of my favorites as well. So there's a long list of favorites, mm-hmm. uh, but Start with the Why is one of the biggest ones as well by Simon Sinek. Awesome. Two more questions for you. Yeah, go. What What are you until date? What are you most proud of? Oh wow, that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> um, probably being able to do what I want and um, and having no regrets today, and probably being not you know doing it while not being not going bankrupt. So yeah, I think um, yeah, probably that that would be that is what I have to say. I think. 
I love that. I love that. Now, if you had one piece of advice for the younger generation, yeah, what would it be? Hmm. Um. I'd say follow your passion, like whatever you have to do, mm-hmm. um, whether whatever that might be. If that's you know working nine to five and you know in a government job and while you're you know spending time with your family, sure, that's that's great. Doesn't matter. Like listen to whatever's within your um, you know yourself, whatever that candle light. And I think the only other thing would be to give priority to your health, because if mm-hmm. your health mental or physical is not aligned that means doesn't matter if you're you know Richard Branson you can't do things if you're sick in bed can't do things so you um, look after yourself physically and mentally as well so uh, and give making time for that I think is probably the one of the biggest ones I love that and I, I always tell people you know without health you have nothing exactly exactly you, you literally can't enjoy you know the money that you're getting you can't enjoy the time with your family and friends because you, exactly. you don't have the health to do it so awesome advice, man. Listen, Rashan, I just want to thank you so much. I love what you stand for. I love the type of person that you are. And in terms of your business, man, highly, highly, highly recommended. So thank, thank you very much for coming on the show, my friend. No, my pleasure. <laughs> How can people contact you if they'd like to? Uh, like my email or Facebook or LinkedIn is all good. Like I'm even happy to take phone calls. Okay. Uh, should I, do I read them out or? <laughs> no, no, I, what I'll do is I'll share that on the, uh, on the blog info. Okay, yeah, sure. Awesome. All right, Rashan, I know you're doing some intermittent fasting, so I will let you go and grab some food. Thank you so much again for coming on the show. No dramas, man. My pleasure. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, mate. See ya. Bye. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you missed anything, do not worry. Log on to shivrad.com. That's S-H-I-V-R-A-D.com to listen to this podcast again. Check out the other episodes and, of course, check out the blog. Thanks, everyone. Until next time.